0: So many of you know that I've been a paramedic for years, and I became a paramedic in 2009, which meant as a result in 2010, I met a very good friend of mine named Kate, who is also, or was at the time, another uh, volunteer paramedic on the Virginia Beach Rescue Squads with me. Uh, Kate is also a wonderfully accomplished skydiver and met her husband skydiving uh, at Skydive Suffolk here in Virginia. Now, many people will think that skydiving itself is a sign of mental illness but let's just jump into a world of make-believe for a second what if my friend kate came to me one day and said you know what i'm gonna do is jump out of a plane without a parachute we would worry about kate wouldn't we right like that's not a good thing you only do that once so you can jump out of a plane once without a parachute. you can't do it twice (laughs) anyway But we might think that Kate had fallen and hit her head, right? If she's come out with the idea that she's going to jump out of a plane without a parachute. And it's this level of extreme choice or ridiculousness that is presented to us in the gospel today. It says they abandoned their nets and followed him. It doesn't say that they packed up their nets and slung them on their back for later. They simply abandoned them. The tools of their trade are just thrown to the ground and I'm sure that represented a significant financial investment on the part of the poor fishermen. Furthermore, it meant that the ability for them to make money in the future was now compromised. Metaphorically speaking, they jumped out of a plane without a parachute. They said, enough of this life, we're jumping out of it and its comfort. They conquered fear, and they went after what they sought most. They wanted to follow Christ. To do so, They were willing to abandon their way of life, their way of making money, the prospect of making money in the future, and any other plans or sense of security they had. They didn't even know the destination or where Jesus would lead them. However, it didn't matter. They weren't ready to know the end either. They weren't ready to know that when they started following him, that for all but one of them, it would mean their horrible, torturous deaths. They would be made ready eventually, but they didn't know any of that when they started following him. However, they didn't let fear of the unknown stop them from taking a chance. They made a choice for Jesus and started following him. Along the way, they would have to continue to choose to follow Jesus. It wasn't enough to choose Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior once and then be done with it. They had to continually choose him. And choose to follow him. This is what we see exemplified in the story of Jonah. We know from the text that Jonah was on speaking terms with the Lord. He was talking to him and still decided to do what was directly opposed to the Lord's will for a bit. However, we also see in the example of Jonah that when he repents and follows the will of the Lord in his life, it goes better than he could have expected. Better than he could have imagined. It's not enough that we choose the Lord once, then continue to live our lives however we want. We must wake up and choose Jesus. We must choose Jesus when we want to respond with vitriol, but instead respond with kindness. We must choose Jesus when someone, or maybe even our children, are driving us crazy and just won't stop, but we respond with patience. Choosing Jesus isn't something we do in our prayer life and then don't let it affect the rest of our life. We allow Jesus into all areas of our life so that he can sanctify and unify them. We choose Jesus in those moments of everyday life and try to act in accord with how he asks us to in the gospel. He also, I'm sorry, also exemplified in the gospel is the idea that when the Lord calls us, he does so not intending for us to remain the same. He is always calling us so that we can undergo a deeper conversion. There is a Greek term known in philosophy and theology as metanoia, and it is this concept of a continual turning back inside to discover something deeper. The change the Lord calls us to is out of ourselves and our patterns of behavior, and he beckons us to give of ourselves to others, to be of service to others to always offer a helping hand if we can, knowing that is what we will want should we ever need a hand to help us one day. This gospel is often used at discernment events and masses for vocations to the priesthood. Because it has that phrase, I will make you fishers of men. So if you find yourself as a male, not married, with no children, over the age of 18 and under the age of 45, thinking about priesthood, then let's talk afterward. Otherwise, I'm going to talk to everyone else for a minute because it doesn't let everyone else off the hook just because we talk about the priesthood in conjunction with this Fishers of Men verse. The Lord calls all of us to be, a pot, or to be disciples and to be evangelists. For most of us, that call is heard at the end of the Gospels when he says, go, therefore, and baptize all nations. Isn't that the same as making us Fishers of Men? He calls us to abandon our comfort zone To follow the Lord, even if what he is asking us to do seems as crazy as jumping out of a plane without a parachute. We allow him to change us as we divest ourselves of fear and are filled with the love of the Lord. And that change allows us to help draw others in so that they can know, love, and serve the Lord, and they can undergo their own internal conversion and experience of metanoia. The first step in following the Lord is also found in the gospel. We must repent and believe in the gospel. These are the words of Jesus. And isn't it great that we have a sacrament of repentance, the sacrament of reconciliation. And especially on this Word of God Sunday, we are called to appreciate the Word of God in our lives. We get rid of the sin in our lives by the sacrament of confession. And then we surround ourselves with the Word of God. For this is the best way to jumpstart or restart or initially start for the first time a faith life worth having. Brothers and sisters, the Lord calls each of us from our comfort zones to follow him more closely. He knows what's best for us, just as he did for those disciples. I'm sorry, so the, for those fishermen who became disciples. Once we hear the call and accept it and choose to follow him. We need to recommit to that choice daily. When we find ourselves lacking in commitment, the sacrament of confession is there to welcome us back and give us a new start. But it all starts with the willingness that the disciples had to leave behind their lives, their boats, and sources of income to follow this man who claimed to be the Son of God. So, do we live with as much courage as the apostles did when it comes to following the will of the Lord in our life. And if we don't, why not?